There are two kinds of people in the world, people that back up their data and people that will soon learn to back up their data. Hi, this is Tim Patterson, a trade show guy, Monday morning coffee for April 27th, last week of April. We move into May in the coronavirus pandemic age. How you doing? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing okay. You know, doing a lot of interesting, different things. Not a lot of business, but uh, doing some, you know. So I mentioned data backup because it was a recent family gathering. I think around Christmas, I was just chatting with some of the people there and, and they were taking pictures of their kids and all that. And I, I made the, made the question, I asked the question. So what kind of data backup do you use to make sure you save all the pictures? Because you'd probably hate to lose those pictures, right? And I was very surprised. Almost everyone said, uh, none. And I got to thinking. So I suggested a couple, but I got to thinking, you know, I've learned over the years. I've had computers in my life for almost 40 years. I think I bought my first one in either 90 or 92. Okay, that's 30 years, doing the math. Uh, but there have been a few times when I went, oh, man, I didn't have a backup. Whatever it was, whether it was data, documents, uh, photos, music, you hate to lose that stuff. So, uh, so you know, it's, it's the old, uh, gee, I wish I had a good backup system in place phase. I've been there. Uh, maybe you're there now, but I would suggest you know, uh, getting a couple things in place for photos, by the way. Uh, the, and the reason I thought of this is because I got an email from Amazon and they have a new app. Well, it's new to me anyway. I haven't seen it before. It's just Amazon Photos. And it backs up everything on your phone and everything on your computer. You can do all that. And I thought, well, you know, I don't need to do that, but I want to check it out and see how easy it works and all that. I've got Amazon. I've got a Google backup for photos. I've got a Dropbox backup. Everything goes up there all into the clouds. I got all three. Uh, in fact, they're they all set to automatically upload everything. And of course, I have my my phone connected to my iMac uh, so that uh, Wi-Fi, when whenever I take a picture here, within a few seconds, it shows up on the computer. Uh, and not only that, I have a weekly, um, what would you call it? A uh, I guess a local backup. Uh, I have a hard drive, like a five terabyte, that I plug in and 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 turn on the time machine, so everything that's new just gets sucked into that time machine on a weekly basis. I could leave it on all the time, but that's kind of useless. I, you know, once a week is plenty. And I have a, uh, an account with Backblaze for both my laptop and my, uh, uh, desktop so that everything, uh, everything, I mean, all the, the extra external hard drives and everything gets sucked up into the cloud. there, like terabytes and terabytes of stuff. So, at this point, it would be hard to lose something. Actually, the the the, <laughs> the more challenging thing is to try and find it when you need it, if you don't know where it is. Anyway, hi, uh, I, have a, I have an interesting couple of interviews to share with you this week that relate to kind of what we're all going through. I wanted to talk with a couple of people, uh, creative people, uh, forward-moving people, about how they're dealing with business in this day of stay-at-home lock them down, uh, shelter it in place, and all of that stuff. So I talked with both Ken Newman in San Francisco of Magnet Productions and Robert Middleton of Action Plan uh, Marketing, a little farther south uh, down the coast, just uh, out of Santa Cruz in the small town of Boulder Creek. And uh, both great conversations, um, not real long, maybe six or eight minutes, kind of remember. But both have some really interesting ideas about what they're doing and what they're sharing. So let's uh, let's start with Ken of uh, Magnet Productions. I got plenty to talk about, as you know. <laughs> you Talking with Ken Newman you. of uh, Magnet Productions out of San Francisco. Ken, how you doing today? So so great to see your face, man. 
It's great to see you too. It's great to see a smiling face. And I am, you know, one of the things I say right off the bat, and I tell this to everybody is, particularly my family, is that I have never, ever, I mean, I've always had an appreciation for technology because I'm a little bit of a nerd and I love the stuff. And my, my, most of my business is based on the uh, communicating about technology at trade shows, but I have never had such a deep emotional connection to it as I do now. And all kidding aside, I am so grateful for things like Zoom and FaceTime and whatnot. I mean, when this went down, my whole yeah. family, who I love dearly, is on the East Coast. And I called them up and said, look, I've got this Zoom thing figured out. Just Why don't we just try to make a plan to talk to each other? And we have a regular Sunday family call, you know, with, with everybody that's, you know, my, all of my family in New York and everybody in um, South Carolina and my mom gets on the, and, and I, at the risk of tearing up now, I realized <laughs> what the hell was I waiting for? Right, right. I could great, have been doing great, this. Great idea. I could have been doing this years ago. I could have been saying, hey, you know, I, I don't get to see you guys more than a couple of times a year and I love you. I mean, my family and I are ridiculously close. We just adore each other, but we don't talk on the phone as often as I wish. And so right. now we have this thing on my damn, you know, online in the cloud calendar right. so that it's a given. We do this and if we can't do it Sunday, we do it Monday. Right. You know, That's a great I idea. Son, I got I saw- my mom set up on Zoom. On she's got a new uh, refurbished Apple laptop, which she loves. She still doesn't know much about it, but if we can figure out how to get her on Zoom, she's happy. You know. Yeah, my so. sister is with my mom. Uh, my mom is staying with my sister because her house happened to have flooded just before the pandemic, which is kind of a blessing because she's now with my sister, brother-in-law, and she's got family and dogs and you know nearby and everybody taking care of everybody. And it's you know it's kind of as they say in Yiddish a mitzvah. You know, it's, you know, you know, that, that's one of the, you know, small silver linings behind it. And for me, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough for me emotionally because my girlfriend and I can't be together. She manages a building across town and she's exposed to a lot of people. And right. she said, look, I, I, it's impossible for me to really shelter in place when I'm taking care of 42 families in this building. Right. So we really can't see each other. And she and I are, you know, like thick. I mean, we travel together all the time and I, know, I, yeah. I, I adore yeah. the woman. And so not being able to see her is pretty tough. And um, So are you basically big... home alone and not going anywhere other than the grocery store? Is that, uh, I know yeah, you're playing it. a lot of music online. I see oh, that. Yeah. I, am ho- I am home as alone as I have ever been. I've, my refrigerator is better stocked than it's been in the 20 years <laughs> I've owned this house. Um, I have never, I've, I've never been alone without companionship or company or, you know, whatever for this long a period, probably since I was, I think, in the womb. Wow. It's got to be I a, checked, a I checked, hell of an adjustment I with my for you, Ken. Yeah, All it of us, but it's, yeah, it's the biggest adjustment I've ever had to make. And I, I went through this period of kind of shock where I'd wake up in the morning, look outside, I have this beautiful view, and it'd be like, wow, it's so beautiful. What the hell is going on here? You know, and I literally would walk around talking to myself like, this is so ridiculous. I cannot believe I can't do this. And all my favorite restaurants are boarded up. And so are you getting out and doing a walking at all? I'm just curious. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, last Sunday, my son and I um, drove up to uh, Marin County. We went uh, trout mm. fishing. Um, the, 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 the warden was very cool about it. He said, uh, you're not allowed to drive up here and you're not allowed to drive. You can't park off the side of the street, but, uh, you want to go fishing. And I would, I, I could never, ever stop a person from going fishing with their son. Um, so you, I didn't say this, but if you take this piece of paper and you put it on your windshield, it'll look like you got a ticket. Uh, you won't have to pay anything. You have to, you have to hub it for two and a half miles. You know, you can't park here. You have to park on the, on the road. And I did, we, we climbed, we took all of our stuff caught four rainbow trout, the biggest damn rainbow trout yeah. I've ever caught. I mean, right. huge. They were 14 inches. And because the guy said, look, the lake is, uh, you know, the lake is loaded. He said, nobody's right. fishing. Wow. He said, so just stay away from people. And we did. There were people up there biking and hiking. So I managed to get out. You know, I, I have a, a back deck, so I go out there. But mostly to answer your question, two things have happened. 
One, I've had to completely reinvent my business. Um, I do, as you know, Magnet Productions produces live trade show presentations at, uh, at all the big events around the world. All the big events around the world are no longer happening. And I, I think I'm right about this. I don't think they're going to come back in the same form for about a year. It's going to take least, that long yeah. for people's psychology to shift and to go like, oh, I'm, I'm comfortable now standing three inches away from somebody without like a hazmat suit on, you know? So, um, so as a result, you know, instead of just saying, okay, I want to live on cancellation fees and, you know, and, and whatever the government is willing to give me, you know, 500 or $1,000 at a time, I realized my original business way back when was doing large scale corporate events, not trade shows, that we were doing a ton of video and film production. Right. You know, my background is in acting. I have a lot of experience editing with Avid and all those old technologies. And so we literally have just hit a rewind on, you know, my business and kind of re re rebirthed it. We, we essentially came up with a model of a variety show, you know, happy hour variety show, whatever. And we have packaged that and are now selling that to our clients. We're saying, look, don't think of it as, you know, virtualizing a trade show. Thinking of, think of it as what is the new way you're going to be able to communicate with your customers? Mm. If you've got a database with 35,000 people, you can communicate with them on a face-to-face -face level. You may not want to do it with, you know, 2,700 PowerPoint slides for three hours at a clip. But if it started off like Saturday Night Live does with the cold open and there was some funny stuff and commercial parodies and this, and this is all the stuff I used to do for corporate, right. for Intel, for yeah. HP, for Sun, for that's how I built our, you know, <laughs> so I bought my first house. But um, I mean, Hewlett Packard was our biggest client. We did 15, 20 shows for them a year, all their live events. HP TV uh, came into being and they went, oh, we can do, we can do, you know, and they had a state of the art facility second only to Apple TV, which was the most sophisticated production facility in California, if not the United States. People would come up from Hollywood to use it. It was amazing. And they had all the newest digital technology, but it was not sustainable because of the cost. But while it was there, we had it. And we could do these amazing, we did a live, a live, a 12 hour live broadcast with roll in music videos and stuff. Budgets were like through the roof. We were, right. I, you know, I was like, just like, oh my God, kid in the candy store. Yeah. And yeah. so, but then that stopped. And then I shifted to trade shows because it was more marketing focused and less entertainment or whatever. And now we're going back and saying, remember that stuff we used to do? We can do that again. We can, so what's now the we've reception got... been? I'm just curious. Obviously, you're, you're oh, having to make this transition and reach out and kind of approach people in a different way. What kind of uh, things are you hearing? Been, it's been amazing, actually. I, I Just yesterday, I had a phone call from somebody and I, you know, we showed her this little 60-second clip that we had. And we, we watched it together and we watched her face go like, Oh my God, my boss is going to love this. He's like so out of the box. He's like, we just did this webinar. It was like completely dead. I mean, nobody was paying attention. I said, look, if you're competing with a cat video, the best thing to do is come up with a really good cat video. Have three cats sitting around talking, digitize their mouths and have them talk about technology, whatever. I mean, you just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, you, you know, you keep your friends close, your enemies closer. You figure out what it is that they're, you know, what's stealing share of mind and build that. And so we did. So we just, we started off with, you know, we started off, using it as a model for things we were doing. Um, I mean, uh, just, just for, for friends, we were just putting together these funny variety shows for friends. And my partner and I looked at it and went, Oh, wait a minute, this is it. And so like, if you look behind, I mean, it's, I, we, you know, we do them. There's like 17 guitars back here and stuff. So the last one we did had, you know, there was a mixologist uh, talking about cocktails you can make at home. There was a chef, there was an improviser. We had people from second city. We had somebody doing stand up. We did games online interaction and you know with all of this technology i mean zoom right now you know they've got polling we've got you know and you know and i figured out how to optimize the audio for music because i do a lot of live shows so that's 
that's that part of it. And it looks like it's going to take off. It looks like it's going to be fine. So are you I mean, doing I'll, this virtually I'll, from different locations with different people all aimed yeah. toward this, uh, this particular client and pre-recording? Yeah, exactly. Yep. I'm just curious. Uh, a little bit of everything. I mean, I've got, okay. I've got resources all over the United States. I've got, you know, I've got people who have virtual studios at home, people who have actual studios in their home, people who have full, full green screen, whatever capabilities to do whatever people, you know, and if I want to bring in a speaker from, you know, whatever Romania, you know, I'll just, we'll, I'll send them a package and say, this is what it has to look like. Here's how to optimize the sound on zoom. Here's the, you know, here's the chroma key color of the green screen that you need. You can buy that on Amazon. Here's two rim lights, you know, ring lights that you can buy for $40 a piece, get this package in place. You know, we'll provide an on, you know, on camera training, you know, a quick training uh, piece, how to talk to the camera without, you know, freaking out and they go. Wow. You know, so, Great. yeah, so it's, you know, well, we're, we're I, I know you can, I've known you for years do. and I knew you would come up with something that would just kind of dive headlong into whatever situation it was and come up with some way uh, to, to figure out what the next move was. So it's really fun to hear. I, I mean, we could talk about this for hours, but I just kind of wanted to get a, a nice, you know, dip into what you were actually doing. I, I was curious about it. So that'd be worth uh, touching base on that. Uh, anything no, you can add to that at this point? Yeah. Well, just that, that, I mean, that, <clears throat> you know, that's the part that sort of makes me feel like, okay, there's light at the end of the tunnel and I can probably survive. I mean, this is supposed to be my, my damn retirement year. I mean, I was really, <laughs> offloading a lot of these responsibilities to a partner of mine. And I was going to sort of cherry pick from the beach in Zihuataneho or in Italy with my girlfriend. And, you know, it was going to be sailing off into the sunset. Well, you know, I'm never going to use the expression again. Boy, I sure hope this thing goes viral. I'm never using yeah. that expression again. Right. I'm saying ever, you know, because, you know, a virus did and that kind of completely upended my plans. However, one of the dreams I always had and the thing I used to say that people are now teasing me about is I just wish I had time to do more music. And I have all the time in the world to do music. Right. So I started a thing. You know, I've got an album coming out probably in three or four months called Dreaming of Guns. It's not exactly the most uplifting, you know, uh, uh, piece on the planet. I mean, it's got a couple of cute songs. The rest of them are all sort of like, you know, definitely our society is screwed up. And what we have, this is what we have to do. So it's got that feel. It's very rock focused. So I wanted to do a regular thing using Zoom, using Facebook Live, whatever, and do music, but I didn't really want to depress the hell out of people any more than they already were. So I made a pact with myself. I'd wake up in the morning and I'd say, all right, what song do I really think would be a, a great song for people to hear right now? And, and if I don't know it, I'm going to learn it. And I'm going to learn it at 10 o'clock, figure it out by 11, practice it once or twice and go live at 2.30. And it was originally called the Newman Zone, but I started to call it one and done because that's it. It was literally, the concert yeah. starts at 2.30, at 2.35, I drop the mic and yeah, leave. Goodbye. And right. <laughs> And I've got like 25 or 30 songs that I've done. I just, you know, I did Get Together by the Young Bloods. I did right. uh, Lean you, you On did Me. Bill Withers, did, you know. It's, lean On Me. I yeah. did, you know, um, I did, uh, you know, uh, I'm doing one, a Black Keys tune today. I did, let's see, what else? Lean On Me. I did a couple. I did um, a John Prime tribute when John oh, died. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I did, uh, I mean, everybody was doing Angel from Montgomery. I said, I did Hello in there um because it felt appropriate so i've just i'm i this has been a thing that i've done and that has kept me sane i mean m well, more than anything you know, as as john lennon said life is what happens when you're busy making other plans so right that is my favorite <laughs> quote ever i'm so glad you said that that's exactly how it feels yep and uh i really appreciate your time it's so great to catch up we've got to do this again and i will see you on facebook because i i don't see every musical thing you do but i i catch them and of course we can always replay them too so Oh yeah, no, I'll be I'll be doing a Your Touch by the Black Keys. It's a really big, fat, saturated guitar sound. So that'll be that's, that's today's great. offering. <laughs> Keep it's your so guitars in tune, Ken. Oh god, that's that's a that's a full time job. 
I it's know. great to see your brother. Great to see your brother. Take care. Hope you're well. Bye. Thanks again, Ken. Moving right along uh, to Robert Middleton of Action Plan Marketing, who's doing uh, business from his home just outside of Santa Cruz, California. He's been on the show as well. We'll find the. I'll make sure to put the show notes in there so you can track down the original podcast interview I did with him if you'd like to uh, review that. So here's what Robert had to say. I want to welcome uh, Robert Middleton, Action Plan Marketing, uh, from the great city of Boulder Creek, uh, California. How are things going with you, Robert, in this uh, great pandemic that we're all kind of muddling through? Well, things are going surprisingly well. I've Good. been re-energized. The pandemic has put an afterburner on my business. Really? Tell me about it. I'm curious. Well, it's not that I'm making 10 times more money or anything, but... Um, when it hit, I think the first email I sent out about it was on March 9th, actually mm-hmm. that was my birthday. And then I thought, you know, talk to more people, read 10 million things like everybody else and said, you know, I need to do something to be of service right now. What could I do? And um, so I decided to do these radically virtual marketing webinars. And you know, what can you do during the pandemic? You know, how do you get out there? How do you communicate more? And all of that kind of stuff. So I'm, you know, I'm sort of trying to model it myself doing what I'm doing. And I'll tell you a few of the things that I'm suggesting people do and some of the stuff I'm doing. Yeah, love to hear. Love to hear. Absolutely. So the first thing I said is, you know, I think at a time like this, it's a good time to ramp up communication. You don't want to hide. Now, a lot of people are doing that. After all, we see a lot of people are sending out emails and this, that, and the other thing, which is which is good. Some of them are kind of generic. But, you know, better to be visible and show that I'm being helpful as opposed to hiding and hoping things will change. Right. And we don't know how long this pandemic is going to go on. So, so ramping up communication. So, you know, it went from one or two emails a week to three or four emails a week. Gotcha. But always with some value. One night I said, yes, I want to do a new newsletter. And at 12 o'clock at night, I had a Eureka. I came to my office <laughs> and I designed the for- template. And I even saw the font, for God's sake. It's called the Virt- Radically Virtual Update. Ta-da. There you go. <laughs> and so... You know, so I send that out and promote my new webinars under that banner, the Radically Virtual um, Webinars. And the other piece is uh, we'd already been doing this in our group programs. We have two group programs going on now. One just started, one is finishing. And we've been getting people to get more meetings with people, even if they aren't perfect prospective clients. And... I'll tell you something. This has been the most successful strategy I've ever used in my business in 35 years. Really? And I can actually imagine why that would work. Uh, Because if you're not looking for the perfect client, you're just looking to practice and go through the motions and and you might land a couple. Uh, That's kind of how I'm viewing it. Yeah. And I don't even think think of it that way. Let me tell you how this came about. I read this article called 50 Coffees by a guy named Michael Elling. Mm Mm-hmm. I just came across it accidentally on a social media thing and I read it and it was like a eureka moment. (laughs) And he said, essentially, anytime I have a big project or I want to make something happen or, or I just want to get my thinking straight, I set up 50 coffee meetings. 
Now, mostly those are meetings in person over coffee, but you can do virtual coffee meetings. And, and he said, anytime I do that, you know, I'm sharing resources, ideas, looking for ideas, sharing ideas. And the meetings are 20 minutes to 30 minutes long. Right. Simple. And he says, anytime you want to produce a result, I know of no better way than to do that. Interesting. And I said, to, I, so I read this and I said to my group, why don't we try this? Because a lot of the stuff we've been doing in terms of trying to reach the perfect person, we're, we're failing dreadfully. You know, if you're trying to reach the per perfect person who doesn't know you, they are not the perfect person because people <laughs> don't want to talk to strangers. Right. People don't want to do cold calls. So first of all, we started calling lots of past clients and people like we have past clients. When was the last time you called them? Oh, one, two, three, five years. Well, these people know, like, and trust you already. So you, you, you send an email and you say, Hey, John was just thinking of you. We haven't talked in a long time. How are you doing right now? Hey, I have a few ideas I'd like to run by you. Um, love to chat. So, you know, really simple emails. Right. And I teach people that, and then they'd write an email that was 16 paragraphs. And they said, no, really. <laughs> you need four lines. <laughs> really, a four-line freaking email. And, and then I said, look, I'm going to try it too. So I started to send out emails like this to Pass Connections, and I got a 100% response. Wow. Everybody wanted to talk. And so I talked to people I hadn't talked in 10 years and recently and people I've done stuff with and, you know, and some of that is future business. But the, the thing that people are getting, they're getting two main things, or sometimes more than that. You start to get inspired in connecting with people, you know, just instead of being in your friggin' head all the time, right? Exactly. Yeah, I can see that. So you're, so I, I say do four things in these calls. Share ideas, insights, resources, and connections. And you might say, hey, I'm looking for referrals to this group. I'm looking for ideas about this. How can I help you? I have some ideas. So I connected with someone recently, someone whose website I did 20 years ago. She's gone on to be an international, internationally famous author and consultant. And it was actually the first face-to-face -face meeting we'd ever had. We'd only had phone meetings uh, before. And we had this fantastic conversation and I shared some resources for you. And she asked, well, how can I help you? And so, you know, things happen out of conversations. We have to remember that the, the currency of business is conversations. And if we're not having conversations, so better to have a lot of conversations sooner or later, some of those turn into business. So I was just talking to a client before you and she says, I'm doing a lot of virtual coffee meetings right now. She's really cranked it up. And she says, I'm not trying to sell now. We're in coronavirus and trying to sell now right now is heavily, especially is not very appropriate. Yeah. Just how are you doing? What's happening? How can I help? How can I be a resource? And she said two potential clients came out of those meetings in the last week, yeah. just without trying. Because often you're talking and say, look, tell me, um, you're doing that. Have you thought about this and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, can you help me with that? So you're giving away some of your time and your energy and your insight and, and it's just revitalized me, my business, my clients, you know, and we were doing this before pre pandemic. So we were ready to go when we hit the pandemic and right. so, and now you put in your, you know, 
in your email, how are you doing in the pandemic? You know, <laughs> got enough toilet yeah. paper right now. Well, I can see how that would be effective because A, there's no pressure. If you go into it saying, I'm not going to sell this guy anything or this, this woman anything. So you just say, I'm just going to have a conversation and I want to share a couple things um, and who knows what I get out of it. So there's, it's, it's, it's uh, less friction to the call. It's just, let's have a little chat and I'm really happy we're able to spare that time. You know, that's, and that's why I wanted you on this. So I just, I was curious to see what you were doing and, and I figured you were doing something creative. So. Yeah, well, at some point in the call, you might say, you know, I have a new idea that might work for you. Let me know if you're open to that or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you're doing these like over Zoom mostly? Mostly Zoom. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, once in a while on the phone. Cool. And then I, so then I created this little model. You see this? Connect. Uh, yes. Connect, develop, develop. reconnect, redevelop. <laughs> and I've. I've discovered that when I'm meeting with people, including clients, I'm always getting ideas. So often those ideas just sort of go nowhere. So, you know, they're turning into articles, they're turning into webinars, they're turning into infographics, God knows what, videos. So, you know, you take the energy from a conversation, you ask, could I turn that into something, a short article? Maybe it's simply a post on LinkedIn or, or Facebook or something. Develop an idea. And then, you know, you talk to more people and that idea gets developed. That's how I came up with my marketing ball model years ago. When I used to meet with people, I'd always have a pen. I'd always have a piece of paper. I was drawing stuff. <laughs> I just did that automatically. And I, so I've been doing this kind of thing for ages. You talk. You do, and that evening that I did that with that client, I went to my computer, created my first marketing ball diagram. And now I've been using it for 20 years as the major yeah thing in my business. So we have this idea that genius has come up with this great ideas in isolation. No, they come mostly through conversations. I would Someone says hardly agree. You go, yeah. Yes, that's a great idea, you know, or you get an idea from an article or whatever. And so that's what I encourage people to do. That's Talk really cool, Robert. Yeah. People I think that's and a great could, approach. You said so. to, to develop more of your ideas and then get those ideas out there. And it's a very powerful cycle for being in communication. And you I know, think if, if you share without, the, the, without expecting something back, chances are you get something back. But if you don't, don't worry about it. That, that's the way to do it. I that's, think. that's the mindset for it. And no very matter nice, what Roberts. your business you're in, you can do, you can do that. I appreciate you spending some time. I didn't want to have a really long conversation. Uh, we can do that later, but uh, yeah, this is perfect. Forever, but I, I know you could, and, and that's, that's <laughs> why I had you. <laughs> but I knew you'd have something nice to share. And again, I, I, I appreciate you uh, taking time to do that. Uh, thanks again, Robert. I appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. And thanks again to both uh, Robert and Ken. Really appreciate it. Some uh, Bay Area folks uh, doing business and trying to figure out what the next move is and and getting pretty creative. I kind of like uh, the ideas, and I'm going to use some of those. I'm going to I'm going to get inspired by all this stuff. So I'm, I'm I need a little inspiration, and that was good. So thank you both again. Uh, this week's one good thing. I just got an email uh, as I'm recording this uh, from the Foo Fighters. I'm on their list, and they're doing they're replaying a live concert from 2006 Hyde Park, London. And I'm a big Foo Fighters fan, so I checked it out, and I thought, you know what? This will probably still be on their page, so I grabbed the link, and I'm just going to include that here on the show notes as this week's one good thing. It's fundraiser, and who knows? Maybe in the, when you review this a, a few days later after the concert, uh, you can still uh, watch the concert and maybe even donate to their fundraiser. Uh, 
but it's the Foo Fighters live in concert in Hyde Park 2006. Loud and raucous the way I like it. Have yourself a great week. Uh, be safe. <laughs>